are tuned to the Marshall Way Podcast with your host, Jeff Green, a practitioner of Wing Chun Kung Fu, Savat, and JKD. Now, here is your host, Jeff Green. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. This is Jeff Green with the Marshall Way Podcast coming to you from the third rock from the sun. United States of America in the state of Georgia from the quaint city of Lawrenceville in the D1 five-star capital of the world Gwinnett County having with us today Master Cody Ford of Cho's Hapkido on Duluth Georgia on Pleasant Hill Road he runs one of the more successful organizations in the country uh, a successful women's kids and adults program in Hapkido self-defense and he is about to call in right now top of the morning sir good morning sir how are you i am doing absolutely fantastic what a great day to talk about martial arts i agree (laughs) well thank you for joining me well thank you for this opportunity well i appreciate your time and everything and um it's been a long time since i've seen you it has except for for some facebook uh, pictures well all things considered it, it's it's going great the the school is is still serving the community after uh all we've all been through over the past right, right. couple of years so yeah uh, we feel yeah. grateful and, and blessed and and uh my, my kids are healthy so there you go how did you navigate covid were you guys doing virtual classes zoom stuff or we did we down? we followed like probably a similar trajectory to to a lot of places we and we had to close um mm-hmm. and then we book live and then went to zoom and then and, and pretty much zoomed it until uh we could open back up again and then went through all of these various levels of uh spacing out the classes and reintroducing into like a zoom and live combo and and then uh, we were eventually able to get back to pretty much normal. A lot of the more contact activities you know, have only recently come back, like okay. sparring and grappling and things like that. Okay. Did you lose anything during that time? <laughs> Long time to go without sparring. Well, I, I had already <laughs> lost most, most of my hair. But... <laughs> I was going to ask you that, too. So, that was going to be one of my icebreakers. We're both follically challenged. When did you lose your hair? Oh, early on. And the, the best thing I ever did was just like shave the rest of it off. And, and it was liberating. Yeah. Yeah. You look good with yours. I remember my last haircut. It was 2001. And it never grew back. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of benefits. Oh and yeah, and it, it, I, I could have, uh, uh, I guess I was by phrenologically fr- blessed with the, with the, head that wears it well so no yeah, I don't you, actually to... look, you actually look very good with your with your bald head i haven't gone to the bald head yet i'm still keeping it close crop and i think because i think it takes a lot of work to do because i'm like man i have to do that every other day i have to shave my head and i don't want to do that <laughs> well it's, it's true but uh it, it's, it's it's not that bad and uh, right. it takes a heck of a lot less time than like actually having to like deal with your with real hair <laughs> all right well, Mr. Keep... Cody, you I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, uh, th- th- there was there was nothing. It's the thought was gone. Okay. <laughs> well, um, 
you're uh, chose Hap Keto in Duluth off of Pleasant Hill. That's where I met you. Gosh, about 10 years ago, I took my grandson wow. yes, sir. to train with you. And um, I'm very impressed by your program. It's uh, one of the more successful um, franchises in the country for martial arts. Tell me a little bit about that. I wonder, um, I have not trained in a martial arts franchise and just wonder how that differentiated from a school. Are you the owner? Or just well, tell me I mean, you, we'd never think of it like a franchise because okay. it's always been a very close-knit group. We, we all have known each other for all our martial art lives. And then, okay. and, 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 and it's pretty small. We do have, uh, when Grandmaster uh, Cho came over and, and started everything around Baltimore, Maryland, right? Okay. It was only the, the students that had made it to Black Belt and on and proven themselves worthy that could mm-hmm. open up a school. And, okay. and Grandmaster was always involved in part of it under our, under our federation. And it was the mm-hmm. same with me. I, I trained, became an assistant instructor, and then earned my black belt and got okay. the opportunity. And, and martial arts has always called to me, and it was, it was, it was meant to be. And, mm-hmm. and there, any of the other ones have followed the same path. Somebody couldn't like come, like come in from the outside and, and be part of us. It's a family, and everybody I that see. is the head of a school or, or a school owner has, has been with the organization for years and years and has to get voted in by the rest of the, of the old guard. So. Okay. So you have some tradition there. Yeah, it's very, it's very family, very, very, very kind of close knit. And Grandmaster has been teaching America since 1978. So. Okay. Some people in Maryland and Virginia that, that uh, keep the, the flag waving and the, and the fires burning up there. Okay. And where are you from originally? I'm originally from Pennsylvania, um, and okay. I, I've, I've moved around a little bit. That's where I was born, and then okay. um, got serious in in the to this level of martial arts in Maryland. And then Grandmaster and I moved to Atlanta in 2004. Okay, all right. So, um, you, you have keto. Has Hap keto the is it your one and only love, or have you trained in any other martial arts? I've trained in uh, a number of other martial arts, and that's probably one of the reasons why Hapkido is my is my main martial art. Now, I started in Kenpo, um, okay, about nineteen eighty, okay, and, uh, and that was great. I, I was from a, a rural town in in Pennsylvania, and God, God bless my mom would drive me the half an hour, a couple nights a week to the closest town where where uh, the Three gentlemen, uh, Sensei Phil Gardell, Sensei Ed Echo, and Sensei Pete Wittick would have mm-hmm. uh, have a class wherever they could wherever they could set up shop. Okay, awesome. That's um yeah, that's a similar trajectory to a lot of people. Um, you're the second person in the road that started in Kempo. Uh, is that Ed Parker system? It's not. It was Nick Serio. Okay. And I, what's the difference could, between the two? Do you do you know? Or? I don't know. Uh, I I don't really know. Um, they they shared a lot. I think Nick Serio drew on some other uh, sources of of inspiration for for his interpretation of of Kempo, and okay. had some more uh, Chinese art influences. We, as I went on, it became more a little more uh, circular, a little more flowy. 
from the okay. and they started calling it Kempo with an M. But okay. this is this is you know almost forty years ago. I'm trying to remember, yeah. but it, they, it was a nice. It was an. They had a nice mix of striking and some kicking and a lot of joint locks and trapping and throws. Each one of those senseis had a kind of specialty. And one okay. was the, the striker. One was the jujitsu flavored guy with the joint locks. And the other guy was, was the judo guy. And so it was a nice, well-rounded uh, mix. Okay. I don't know a lot about Kempo. I know I loved the movie Perfect Weapon. <laughs> yeah, right. That... And I almost went into Kempo just because of that movie. I moved, I worked in Orlando and there was a Kempo. And I, I passed that school every day and I never could get up enough courage to go in there and do it. This was late. You know, I was in my uh, late 30s at the time. I'm a late starter to, to martial arts. Um, but I liked it. And let me see if I have my interpretation because seems to me Kempo seems like karate with a little kung fu influence with the circular movement is am i right or no i, I would i would say that yes and i i i don't really feel uh qualified to to answer too much about mm. Kempo any anymore um but okay. that that that's a great way for that i would describe it from my experience okay it was it was a lot of of karate there's a lot of hard stances a lot of the the katas were um, if you were to look at another Japanese style, you would see some definite similarities. Okay, so what drew you to um, Hapkido? Well, I uh, I moved around a little bit after uh, college. I, I've taken Tongsudo and and Taekwondo and Chai okay. Kung Fu, and uh, lived in Vegas for for a little while and did some kickboxing out there. Okay, and. Uh, Anytime I would move somewhere new, I would I would open up the yellow pages and kind of like use my intuition. I'd be like, "Where should I go?" Uh huh. Uh-huh. And and I would just kind of follow that. And when I moved uh, back east from from Las Vegas and moved to Westminster, Maryland, I opened up the yellow pages and there was an ad there for Hapkido, and I was like, "That was what was in the movie Billy Jack," and I. Had one of my first martial art experiences was watching the movie Billy Jack when I was a little kid and I'd go outside and pretend I was Billy Jack. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go there and went there and met Grandmaster Cho and he fixed my straight punch. And I'm talking to you (laughs) 20. Oh gosh. It was like 25 years later. later. I remember Billy Jack, but I did not know that was Hap Keto. Thank you for that. I did not know. That. I know it was effective. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I, didn't, yeah. I did not know that was Hap Keto. Wow. I'm going to go uh, back wanna... and watch the movie now. <laughs> yeah, well, at least that the, the fight in the park, that's the, that's the good one. Rick. I'm going to put this foot on that side of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was classic. <laughs> exactly. That was one of Grandmaster's uh, uh, contemporaries, uh, Grandmaster Bong Su Han, who uh, may he rest in peace. <laughs> Awesome, man! That yeah, that was a great movie. What do you uh, What are your favorite three martial arts movies? Oh man, um, probably F- Fist of Legend with uh, Jet Li. I know I, there's something sentimental about Best of the Best that uh-huh. uh, that that I like, and then oh, the third one. Hmm. 
I don't know. I, there's probably too many tied for, for 30. You know, I always appreciate Enter the Dragon. Ah, I knew you were going to go there. I was just waiting on it. I was, I was going to nudge you because I'm four for four now. <laughs> Everybody I've interviewed, Enter the Dragon has been one of them. That was probably my first one that I saw. And I can remember going back and everybody wanted to do nunchucks and making nunchucks. And that's actually a weapon in your in your system. I think I saw that at your school. Uh, we do. We're uh, mm -hmm. we have a lot of weapons. Grandmaster uh, Cho is a is a master of over twenty weapons, and his oh, okay. the his family branch in our art is uh, very kung fu flavored. So we have a lot of weapons that aren't true. Traditionally, you may find in, in other styles of hapkido, but the long bar, which is the staff, and nunchucks mm -hmm. are are the foundational weapons. And then once once you get into to higher ranks and and degrees of black belt, then a lot of weapons open up. But the short bar and the cane and the rope are traditional hapkido weapons, which which uh, okay. we started we started black belt. Awesome, yeah, we do. Uh, we have the cane and savat. I recently lost my Savat instructor, uh, Professor uh, Salim, out in L.A., passed away a couple of weekends ago. But yeah, so they, they used the, the cane as well. So it was like a French street fighting art. So those guys walk around with the cane and, and boots, and that's the way they fought. And that's, I think that's one of the things I liked about that art is you could actually do it with your shoes on. <laughs> it was yes. to be fought with your shoes on. <laughs> yeah, Savat's so actually the way. It's, it's gentle. It was a gentleman's league uh, type of martial art, but it's very deadly and it's really beautiful. It's like boxing with the feet. I think I started it too late. Um, I was less athletic at the time, um, but I still can embrace a lot of the boxing parts and the foot movement. The movement I really I like. I like martial arts that move a lot because I'm a small guy, <laughs> so I have to be mobile. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. Yeah, I. I uh... I love the I love the movement. That's one of the reasons that I like Hapkido so much is because of its fluidity and its, its circular movements. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm a parent, and I bring my child to talk to you. So why do I choose chose Hapkido with uh, Master Cody for? Uh, well, what, what, think... what's your what's your uh, what's your spiel? <laughs> I, the, the the main thing that we focus on. Is, is respect and from that everything else flows okay. um, our purposes of training are, are self-defense health and completion of self-culture and for self-defense really we will typically you know you think of an attack and, and defending and of course we have all the moves but respect is really the best self-defense when you're considering other people Mm -hmm. and your relationship to them and with them, so many mm -hmm. problems can be avoided and better relationships and, and situations come mm -hmm. about. So we're very traditional in our respect, and that includes a lot of discipline and focus. Right. And if we can teach the kids that, then they can really do whatever. Like with that kind of foundation, you can build whatever house you want. And it's... Right essential for learning the martial arts because what we're doing is dangerous. So they have to be able to get their self-control and have respect for others and themselves. Right. To, uh, to have harmonious relationships and to avoid injuries. Right. And so that is our, our strong suit. 
And like I said before, we're to be in it, to teach it with us. Like you got to love it because we're a family of it doing it. Mm-hmm. And so right. we're not, I, I, I know we're real mm-hmm. and what we, what we give and teach is real and it's from the heart. Right. Yeah. And I, I know that too. You actually taught my grandson. Um, I think he got his yellow belt there. And I was telling you, I think I related to you the other day before we were talking about the interview that uh, he had just made the Discovery High School basketball team. Yeah, that's so great. Even, Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. And even though he, he did not stick with martial arts, I took him to a judo with uh, Josh Ruiz and I took him to JKD with uh, Coach Suley. Um, he just wasn't in it. And, you know, you don't, to me, you don't play this type of stuff. Either you want to do it or you don't, because I don't want him to get hurt. It's like boxing. Right I, actually, I took him boxing too, and that's when I really learned. Okay, he didn't want to do this because he he got beat from pillar to post. But because I'm like, if you don't want to do it, I'm not gonna make you do this. This is not something. But it doesn't mean that he didn't get some discipline and some value from those trainings. And I think that putting him in martial arts has helped him with basketball. I really do. Well, I yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I, I've seen that scenario play out so many times in in my many years it mm-hmm. it, it isn't even though I, you love it and i love it All not right. everybody loves it and it isn't for everybody but most of the people that come at least and stay for even a little bit mm-hmm. they get maybe what they needed from it and it carries right. and it carries through i have uh people coming back to me uh often and be like you know this this helped so much we're you know part of the reason why we're having the success we are now is in at least some small part due to their exposure to martial arts. Right. Yeah. And your kids program is pretty dynamic. You have a pretty, uh, tell me about your kids program. Cause uh, I would, uh, I highly recommend shows have keto on pleasant Hill. If you have a young child that's interested in martial arts. Well, thank, uh, I've actually thank you gone for that. Through. No, I, I actually do. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Um, I wouldn't be talking to you if I didn't mean it. So, <laughs> Uh, but tell me, tell me more about your kids' program. But that's a big part of any successful martial arts school right now is having kids and women's self defense. Yes, that that's true. Well, um, our schools we have a they can start as as young as four. Uh, we have a little ninja program is getting them used to learning and, and getting them socialized and getting them some self control. Mm-hmm. And then the the regular kids program, the, they uh, come, they need to come at least twice a week and, mm-hmm. and they can, and they can come more than that. Um, especially if, if they're respectful and in, and into it. Right. Yeah. They, um, I, I think my grandson came to you at four and it was the first time I handed him off to somebody else. And you know, it's, it's difficult to see somebody else discipline your child. But what I liked about you, you had a really good balance of, of, of being a disciplinarian and being stern when you had to be. But they loved you. <laughs> you had this great <laughs> smile, and you were great with kids. And, you know, it took me a couple of times, like, oh, this, this dude's okay, and I like what he's doing, and I know he's, I know what he's doing is going to help my grandson in the long run. Um, but I, I like that balance that you had where you, they could see you as a respectful person, but they all loved you because you had a great smile and you and they could tell that you loved them. And that's 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 huge. 
If you're gonna teach well, my kid, I want you to. I want to feel like you love my my child like I do. On that's the, in my opinion, that's the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. If you stay in martial arts long enough, it becomes more than just like a physical activity. And to me, and 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 to my my in my Hapkido family, it's it's really a, a spiritual journey. And when you start teaching it, that kind of responsibility of having influence, especially over these sweet young lives is, is, is so tremendous and so powerful that it can only come from a place of, of, of love, of a kind of a universal love. You have to, you have to be there with them for them. Mm -hmm. And then you can make that connection. So they will receive the discipline because they know it is, there is love behind it. And there's no, there's no doubt about that. There's no, you know, you want it to be, a respect feeling and not a fear feeling, even though, you know, karate guys can be intimidating. Yes. The, the, the main current that's coming through there is, Oh, they, they care about me. This, they, they're, they're here to help me. This is, Mm -hmm. this is somebody that is uh, on my side. Right. Right. Yeah. And I I think that that came through because you're, you know, you're fairly big, you're over six feet, right? Uh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> we all shrink. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down to like five seven. So. <laughs> I was five eight and a half. Now I'm five seven. So I, I keep yeah, stretching I up, but I'll, I'll hold it. i hold it off as, as 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 long as I can. Yeah, and your kids are. Um, so I remember your kids. Uh, they were small, and now they. I see have uh, the Facebook postings and. They're moving along. They're half keto. So tell me about that. I know you're proud of them. I, I sure am. My uh, my oldest son, Magnus, he's a second degree, um, and he holy mackerel, he, really? He, he is. Oh, he's, he's, oh my god. Well, he, no, he's 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 been in from the beginning. But I, I, I always, I mean, they're a part of our. You know, we're a martial art family. They've got to get their black belt just like they got to graduate from high school and things right. like that. But uh-huh. But I tried to balance it so he could find his own love of martial arts and not be something he had to do because of daddy. And uh-huh. thankfully, I think that is because he loves Hapkido and it's his. The martial art is your self-expression and you right. follow the rules and the etiquette and the things. But eventually, that it's your art, too, that is shared and it's your expression of it. And he's been able to find that. So I'm I'm so grateful for that. He he comes in and he teaches and he trains and he's got great friendships, oh which is another one of the real benefits. Martial art places are are good positive role models and good friends. And yes. and especially as they start to get into their uh, middle school and teen years, the the influence of of uh, of their friends is so strong that that martial arts is really a saving grace because they're going to be around positive influence people. I agree. Agree. And they uh, have to do something. There's so many, there's so many distractions now. And then, I mean, it's distractions times 10 compared to when we were growing up. Cause we didn't have social media. Um, oh, I can't imagine I, navigating that at that, huh? at that age with all that going on now. Oh my God. I have a granddaughter now where I have some challenges with her, just keeping her off. In fact, she's banned from <laughs> from computers for a while. 
Yeah. Um, because they just have that curiosity. I was curious too, so I can imagine what I would have been doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I had had access to, you know, to go on the internet and, you know, I remember growing up. My, I tell them my internet was Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> yes. That was my internet, and I had to go get the books and read. And I remember actually laying down by the window and looking stuff up. You know, and, and I would sit there for a whole afternoon, and that's what I would do. But it yeah. didn't come instantaneous. You know, I had to work for it. <laughs> I had to no. know how to spell it, first of all, right? <laughs> so I could even exactly. find it. Now you can just put in the first couple letters, and boom, there it goes. <laughs> well, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? So much it of is. that uh, information is there. But like mm-hmm. like you say, that, that hard work uh, mm-hmm. is... that That's teaching you something else, too, that uh, I hope is not too lost on on uh, the, the upcoming generations and that's another thing martial arts helps you with it, it you got to work for it you got to earn things you you can't yes you don't you know and it's not just handed to you or it shouldn't be you've got to right. you've got to earn it you got to learn how to try you've got to learn how to fall and get back up and those are the real benefits that's coming from uh from the martial arts giving them some some indomitable spirit to see it right see them through life's challenges they're probably you know hopefully they never get in a fight but the fights aren't just aren't as physical as they used to be these they're mental and emotional fights now that they have to they have to see through and the the training of martial arts gives them those tools well christian still has his trophy that he won at one of the tournaments that's great yeah he still has that I think he's still proud of it. <laughs> I was so shocked when he actually won because I'm like, oh god, he's gonna get killed. He's gonna get killed. <laughs> and he actually won. I think I was more excited than he was. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. he was walking. He was walking on air, man, when he won that trophy. So I can't tell you how much that meant, and that's why I say that I know that that played a part in getting him to now with basketball, which he probably has a more natural ability for. But still, it took those type of little things. To, he didn't have a natural ability for that for the other stuff. He wasn't necessarily a fighter, so I was kind of scared. But I was like, okay, he remembers some of the techniques. He actually won. <laughs> right on. So I was so proud of him. Yeah, that's great. Um, oh, and I would be remiss. My uh, and my my youngest son, uh, Lucius. Uh-huh. He. he uh-huh. He made it to black belt, and he's uh, okay. and he's still strengthening, but he's he's doing gymnastics, and that's a whole other world. So his martial art time is is less, but he's still he's still involved. But okay. the again, the, his martial art training has given him a lot of the uh, qualities that it takes to do something which is similarly demanding in gymnastics. That's great. I, actually, I've heard several instructors say that had they been able to do things over again they'd have their kids or they would do dance or martial art or gymnastics first i can see that totally and um basili lomachenko one of the better pound for pound boxers he was a dancer and his footwork in boxing was (laughs) incredible (laughs) he has the craziest footwork and it's because of that the, the dance that he did and I, when I saw him, I was like, okay, this makes sense. And I, I can see what they're saying. But so actually, I think that's, that's actually a good foundation 
I would agree with that program. Anybody that comes into martial arts with those kind of backgrounds, they're just so much farther ahead and in a lot of ways of getting it. They have this relationship with their body and they've also molded it to a certain way that just like with the flexibility, with the footwork, with those, that kind of proprioception that you get from those, from those other arts and gymnastics and dancing are invaluable. All right. So why, why do you do this, uh, Cody, Mr. Co Master Cody? Um, you're a very intelligent guy. You could probably do a million other things, but you're doing this. Why? I, um, I was drawn to it all my life and I explored other philosophies and, and things like that. It, martial arts is really, to me, it's a total package. You've got the, the physical exercise and action and the self-defense was I, and I, I love it. You know, I just like you, it's just fun. I like to train. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like, I don't like to fight, but I love training. And, uh, right. and the, it brings in the, the philosophies and the mental disciplines, which you can then apply to your own spiritual journey. And uh -huh. so for me, it's, it's a way um, of, of realization and mm -hmm. to be able to share that with others right. to, to, as a, as a, for whatever level they want to take it. Right. Um, it is great. I feel like I'm truly helping others with their journey. Okay. At the same time, being able to enjoy my journey. Right. I, I, so I get to do what I love at the same time I am helping others. And there's not a lot, there's, <clears throat> there's not uh, as many opportunities to, to get to do that with, with other paths. No, not that they don't have their benefits and, and, and aren't awesome for me. Martial arts is a total package that lets me do what I love while serving. I told my grandson, find something you love, make a job of, and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, that's what, that's what it is. And I did not do that. That's why I'm telling him to do that because I <laughs> wish I had done that. And I've had to, you know, do jobs that I didn't necessarily like and, like I said, I found martial arts after my 40s, and then I got addicted to it. And now I'm like, I can't stop because if I stop, I'll be just like everybody else. I'm too old to stop now. You can't stop. That's the cat. That's, that's the cat. <laughs> right? The, 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 the injuries are like whack-a-mole, but you, you can't. It'll be worse if you stop. I just had another rotator cuff surgery a year and a half ago. And this one was worse than the first one. It actually took a year before I actually could get moving. The first time I had one, I, I bounced back because I was like, I'm, you know, I'm the type of person that bounces back from injuries. I, I had that belief that I would. Oh, it's going to take five months. now. it's going to take me four. <laughs> That's, that was my mindset. But this time, oh boy, <laughs> it took a whole year. Well, and it was very humbling not being able to do some things that you thought you could do and going into my therapy and not being able to lift the one pound. That was humbling. <laughs> that is. That's a start from scratch. But, but you know, I would, I would uh, venture to say that because of your martial arts and your warrior spirit, it also helps you to get through, through that and past that. And to even um, if we're, if we have enough grace to embrace those kind of lessons and, mm -hmm. and, and move on.
and, and, and through it, 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 we end up stronger on the other side, if not physically, mentally, and, uh, and spiritually. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, are there any martial arts quotes, sayings, um, that you, maxims that you live by? Mine, my favorite is feel be water. I've had to be water lately because of COVID, losing a job, trying to find and, and do something else, even doing this. <laughs> this is my first foray into ever doing, you know, podcast. But I'm, you know, you put water in a bottle, it becomes a bottle, right? So totally, I'm having to, I'm having to change and make a way of no way, and using no way as a way, and that's those are types of things that Bruce Lee said that I. I have found really helped me in my life. Do you have any that you have embraced that may not necessarily be from Bruce Lee, but maybe Bill Max Simpson that you live by? Um, well, we have a couple. One of my personal ones is that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Ah, and yes. I'm a I'm a I'm a big proponent of something. One of my other men. Towards Michael Burnoff says it's called a, a map, a micro action progress plan. You okay. do Tell something about positive. Make, well, a lot of people have a have a goal, and they're like, "I want to get to the top of the mountain." And they look at the top of the mountain, and they start to go up there, and they just like, "Oh, it's too high. It's too this." Instead of, you know, make it up to the first that f next tree you see, and mm -hmm. and be happy with that. You know, have really sight of the larger goal, but take these micro steps on the way there. You have like, I want to be able to bench press 250 pounds, but right now I can only do 50. Well then fine, start at 50 and then mm -hmm. move up to 52 and then move up to 55, but don't stop. Mm -hmm. Keep on making some changes. If you can't have a giant revolution, you start building it slowly and do little bits at a time. And then before you know it, you look back and you've made some real progress. Mm. You know, I'm, I might embrace that. That's, I think that's probably one that I have a challenge with. And I appreciate you um, putting that on me because I'm kind of that way. I get frustrated when I don't attain certain things. And um, well, uh, uh, yeah, I don't embrace the, I don't embrace the journey as much as I should. You know what I'm saying? Right on. Well, so many of us, that that's the way. And I've had my at least my personal successes, the things that I'm uh, proud of and that I wanted to accomplish that has worked for me. I, so and then you, 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 you stay, you stay with it. The other one that's related to that, that is, uh, is, is from our hub keto is the secret to success is faithfulness of purpose. Okay. You could probably, un, uh, break that down and say you know, don't don't quit <laughs> keep going right. you know the real the real secret of being good at in martial arts in my opinion is not quitting yes you know what they're all the arts are beautiful and they all have their thing and you know just right. like i may like uh sweet and sour and you may like spicy but it's mm -hmm. it, that it's all it's uh, it's a, still a, a, a wonderful meal right. and, there's, and there's flavors to match the different personalities just staying, staying with it is is probably the, the best advice I could give anybody. Yeah, I can remember my first starting and walking up the stairs um, to the shower after class because I was trying to do like three classes 
I, I did Wing Chun, JKD, and Kali on the same night. And like I said, because I started uh, late. And, oh, God, I could barely make it up the stairs. And I realized six months later that it had it broke me down to build me back up. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it, why am I doing this? I'm like, I feel like crap. I can barely walk up the stairs. But six months later, I was stronger. I had lost some weight. I put on some muscle. So I had to be broken down to be built back up. And I don't know if you've ever had a serious, uh, similar experience, but that's kind of what it, it felt for me. And I didn't quit. And I, I did, I guess, at, I guess at that time I did embrace those, those small steps because I, I was too prideful to quit because I told everybody I started martial arts and everybody thought I was going to quit. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to quit because I, I don't want everybody laughing at me. <laughs> and six months into it, I gotten used to the rigors of the training and, I saw the benefits and I saw the breaking down, it was breaking down some of my bad habits and, and replacing them with some good habits. And that was the pain that I was going through. Uh, right. But that is a true case of no pain, no gain. <laughs> <laughs> so some, some people misuse that, that phrase. Yeah, man, but, but. That's, I guess that's what it is. You know, I guess that's what it, I didn't embrace it at the time. I thought about it later and, and now I feel like I'm in the better. I would think I'm in better shape now than I'm about 30. And not a lot of people can say that. And you probably can say that too. <laughs> well, I, I do. Know? There's a, one of our uh, our precepts of Hapkido is we develop good wisdom and sagacity. And it's good wisdom to, like, it's wis wise. Everybody knows it's good to exercise and have something like mm -hmm. that. But sagacity is putting that wisdom into action. And <laughs> And then knowing how to train smartly and mm -hmm. and what you got to do to to see it through the the injuries and, and the low points you you have the 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 wisdom in action mm -hmm. that lets you get the benefits right so there's uh, hopefully there's instructors other instructors that will be listening to this podcast or want to be instructors what tell me. How do you run a successful organization like you have? Um, you're, you guys, you have quite a few um, really good people under you. It's very organized, clean family setting over there. But it didn't start out that way. So tell me about the ABCs of opening a successful martial arts school in a very diverse county. We're, we're both fortunate to, I, I guess, I don't know if you live in Gwinnett, but you work here. And one of the I things do. I'm love about Gwinnett County is the diversity of people and cultures. Me too. That is one of my I love, my I love it about that. I was like, man, I wish I had grown up like this. I know. I, <laughs> I tell I, my I, kids that how lucky they are. Like, exactly. Man, I didn't grow up like this. I mean, you guys get to meet people from all over the world. I only saw them on TV. <laughs> so, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a real it's a real treasure and benefit of of, of living here. That, but that has to be a challenge also in running a school. So just tell me some of the um, challenges. If somebody's wanting to open a martial arts school, just give me some ABCs of running it successfully in a competitive market like Gwinnett County. Because yeah. plenty of stuff to do here. Exactly. You've got to love it, mm -hmm. um, and you've got to and you've got to be willing to to sacrifice for that love. Mm -hmm. You can't go. You can't try to open a martial arts school to make money. You've got to do it because you love it. And then you may be financially successful. 
if you come in from the other way, it's not going to be real. You're not going to have the kind and the quality of energy it takes to connect to those students and make them feel that love and to ignite that spark in them. Mm-hmm. Um, How many hours do you think you put in initially per week? Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, you know, 72 to 80, probably. That's, that's another common thing that I'm finding with everybody that I talk to is if you're not willing to put in 80 hours, then you can forget it, bro. <laughs> it ain't happening. Well, that's, that's, that's the, that's the catch. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people love martial arts and a lot of people are like, man, I wish I could do, you know, karate, have karate school and stuff, but it is no joke of the kind of effort. And for any kind of entrepreneur, you're going to have those kind of sacrifices, but sure. Um, yeah, you, you've got to, you, you've got to love it so much. You'll do anything to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's, a, um, it's a true labor of love and you, you get, it's a, it's a good exhaustion. You, you, you know, you sleep well knowing you've, you've laid it all, left it all out there and, and you've, right. you've done all you can and you're doing, you're doing something good. Mm-hmm. Tell me about uh, Grandmaster Cho. Well, Grandmaster Cho is amazing. Um, like I say, I, I studied some martial arts and and found uh, and enjoyed all the journeys. And then when I met Grandmaster, it's when it really kicked in. I had found a true Grandmaster and an art that was complete. Well, I like Hapkido. It's not missing anything. It's got striking, kicking, joint lock, twisting, throwing, how to roll and fall, and all the philosophies behind it. Uh-huh. Grandmaster is one of the last, like, original masters to come out of uh, Korea after the Korean War, and and in our in our kind of modern age, um, is the real well to you know to me he is that he's the embodiment of what we think about when we think about a grandmaster. He does acupuncture now, so he's kind of he's come full circle. Okay. He's, a, he's a healing doctor now. He's a healer now. Okay. He's he's still well, and he, but he still kicks our butts. Yeah, you know, I'm we, sure. <laughs> we, had, we had a we had a, a lovely seminar with him uh, in okay. October. So he's um, he's in his 80s now, but he's still active. He still moves. Wow. He still. Uh, moves with grace and finesse and still punch kick and move like, uh, like nobody's business but he's uh he's been steadfast he's kept this mm-hmm. real and, and given us a a real martial art education like mm-hmm. from uh, from the old school and so we uh we, we couldn't be more grateful and uh yeah. how often does he come by the school does he check in or just tell me how he I, I get to I if I'm if I'm if I'm lucky I'll get to 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 see him and spend some time with him weekly. Okay. Really? Okay. So yeah. is he here in Gwinnett? Yes. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, his uh his oh. acupuncture office is in Alpharetta now. Okay. Uh, off uh, North Point Parkway. Uh-huh. It's a it's a chose miracle acupuncture. I probably I probably could see him because my shoulders too. Oh God. <laughs> Well, I get that pain in my shoulder. It's just ridiculous. And sometimes he's, he's got the juice for that, and especially because 
he's a acupuncture doctor, but because he's a grandmaster, mm-hmm. things like this are, are martial arts, sports injuries. Right. He's got extra <laughs> juice for that. And I think some extra compassion because he understands. Uh-huh. So I, I, I couldn't recognize, especially if you're not getting, it fills in the areas that, uh, that allo- a lot of allopathic Western medicine doesn't and uh, uh-huh. works with the energy system of your body to help your body to heal itself as it was made to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I know um, Sifu Francis Fong was into that as well. And I can remember going to his office with like a lump. And come in here, come in here. He's packed you something, put some stuff on there, and boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, what the heck? Oh my God, I feel better. <laughs> yeah. And I guess if you if you have the power to kill, you have to have the power to heal. <laughs> that's right. That's you know, the, that, level, that they, is yin and yang. Yeah. It's it's kind of a, a full a full yeah it's a it's kind of a full circle of of the of the journey. Yeah. I, so you guys, uh, how are you guys doing? A lot of tournaments now, or is uh, we 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 had uh, we sponsor a tournament um, yearly. It's a kind of our big it's our big event within our federation and all the, the schools in our federation. It's kind of a giant family reunion, and we were able to have that this October, but it had been about. 18 months. Okay. And so that, that is come, come alive again. And it was, it was a great success and uh, we were really, really grateful for it. And, and all the students and the families seemed uh, to appreciate it and have a, have a positive experience. How many um, locations are there here in Georgia? There's four. And is it national? And is it national? Uh, kind of. Um, okay. They say there's, there's four here in, in Georgia, uh, there's a school in, in Forsyth. Um, there's one in Flowery Branch. There's one in Grayson. And then the and then the one I'm at in Duluth. Okay. And we're all, uh, we're all brothers and sisters there. And, and we uh, uh, get together at least monthly, um, the instructor teams and, and the folks uh, to, to share and, and train together and keep, uh, making the program vital and, and, uh, contemporary so we can serve the community the best we can. There's, uh, uh, two schools in Maryland. Um, okay. one of, uh, uh, fairly recently opened up in, in Tawny town and, uh, okay. it had been her dream. She started when she was a kid way back in the nineties and finally okay. got to the point in her life where the, the Hapkido school could become, uh, a reality and, and she's doing great and um there's a another school in columbia maryland and one and then arlington virginia and okay. and, and then tidewater in virginia beach and they are all okay. uh students of grandmaster since the 80s or 90s and have um at least a part-time program if not a full-time program and are, are keeping the the torch lit and sharing hop keto with those folks up there Okay. Yeah. So, um, tell me just a little bit more about Hap Keto specifically. How it differs from martial other martial arts. I know that you said it's a very complete system. Um, Coach Suli, who I trained with, he actually started in Hap Keto as well. He has a black belt in in Hap Keto. Um, so he's always spoken very highly of it. He actually introduced 
uh, into his classes a couple of years ago. And but for those who don't know what Hapkido is, just if you a couple minutes of sure. Well, it's it's a it's a Korean martial art. Um, mm-hmm. The general translation means the art of coordinated power. Hop is coordination, harmony, to become one with, to blend with. Key is internal energy, power, your life force. And then Do is the art of or the way of. And so Hapkido is blending your mind, body, and spirit, trying to harmonize that okay. towards your uh, realization. So mm-hmm. inherent in it is is this kind of deeper meaning of martial arts uh, as a as a as a way of self mastery uh, of okay. self realization it's kind of famous for its use of circular force and if you look at hapkido if you look it up you're going to see somebody grabbing someone's wrist or hand and twisting them and they're flipping and that is that is a, a part of it but it uh, it's very complete we have it, it teaches striking it teaches kicking the joint locks, the twists, throws, fighting from the ground, weapons, plus the philosophies behind it. So there's nothing really missing. People will call and be like, well, what else do you teach? And I was like, well, we don't really need to teach anything else because (laughs) it has has all these areas. Historically, Uh Uh where uh, Korea is geographically, they Uh were attacked and invaded by all these like from Japan and from China and internally from the other warring uh, tribes and within Korea. And so they had to, they had to fight against this, the samurais and their jujitsu and their judo and their moves and the fight against the Kung Fu styles coming in from China and from the native Korean arts, you know, that we may know today now is like his Tung Sudo and, and then Taekwondo, their, their right. other iteration. So they had to be able to defend against all that. And right. it didn't, and it had to not matter what your size was. Right. Because when the invasion comes, when it's time to fight, everybody's got to fight. Sure. So the art uses physics and leverage and circular motion. There's three principles of Hapkido that what water principle which uh, is right up your alley and then the circle principle and then what they call the sum or the harmony principle putting those those together so okay. it's it's accessible for for anybody to be able to have a good level of self-defense right if you if you're not a kicker oh no problem you can punch and joint lock and twist and throw if yeah. you're a kicker if you're a kicker great but it was it was that uh history of, of of how it developed that made it complete like that and, and i think that's what it that's what it offers mma is popular today and that's great but they're, they're usually combining a striking and kicking art with a grappling art but hapkido's right. kind of developed that together so right. it, it's seamless there's it, it's it, it's working as a full functioning style against whatever it comes in it and within that philosophy like you have the tools you don't have to out kick a kicker you don't have to out grapple a grappler all right 
Oh, I like that philosophy. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Um, and a lot of law enforcement. And you know what I realized that a lot of the stuff I used to see on TV back in the days was some have keto. Those those we you know where they grab somebody and twist their arm, they flip. I didn't realize that was that was what it was. Yeah. And I know a lot of law enforcement uses the joint locks, which I'm a big fan of now that I'm older. The destruction stuff and the joint locks, I'm a huge fan of because I'm not trying to fight nobody for five minutes. No. <laughs> no. So isn't. I really embrace that type of stuff. You know, then you don't really have to fight. You know, hey, look, man, give up. Please. You know, you want to give up or you want to tap out? Okay, thanks. <laughs> now let's just both go home and we can be friends tomorrow. Yeah, you are to fight like without, the, without fighting. Yeah, you can. Yeah, some fighting without fighting. So, have you ever taught any law enforcement? I, I've had a number of uh, of police officers uh, okay. over the years, okay. and most a lot a lot of them have made it to black belt and were were instructors, also. And then, but that life is demanding, yeah. and yeah. and and their 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 time is is uh, is short. But but no, we're we're thankful for their. <clears throat> thankful for them yeah and, uh, absolutely but I, I know that they use a lot of that um, to you know manipulate bigger guys and just to get people to comply without having to you know tase them and beat them up you know yeah. <laughs> you just have them go ahead and give up because they're, they're in some type of lock and they don't know how to get out of it <laughs> so they just tap out and quit which is you know the best way to, to end the fight you know everybody yes. goes home Looking the way they they came out the house that day. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no uh, no no trips to urgent care of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So you said you're from Pennsylvania, man. I'm from Ohio, Cleveland. Are you a Steelers or Eagles fan? Oh, Steelers oh, fan. They would. Uh, um, it's kind of South Central, but we're definitely on the on the Pittsburgh side. Things. Okay. Yeah, they they would have oh, run yeah. you out of town if uh, if you didn't oh, root man. for the Steelers. <laughs> I know how it is. I'm I'm a Browns fan, and, and Pittsburgh are our favorite team to hate, even though they beat the hell out of us. <laughs> um, I I think, you know, when we when our team left and went to Baltimore and became the Ravens, I think the the second saddest fan group was the Steelers, and the money didn't have two easy victories <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but but we embraced hating Pittsburgh, and they embraced hating us, and. Oh, it's a great you know, rivalry. It was a great rivalry, man. So, are you a Pitt or a Penn State fan? Well, or either. I, uh, I guess if I, I wasn't a, 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 I didn't follow too much college ball, but I, I had a lot of friends that were mm -hmm. went to Penn State, so I always naturally fall towards Penn State. Okay. Did, did you play any other sports? Um, I ran track. Okay. And, uh, in high school, and I was on the golf team. Oh, okay. You still golf? I do, and uh, and Grandmaster loves golf, so it's a it's a real uh, it's a real joy to get to be able to spend that kind of time with uh, you know golfing with my Grandmaster. I it's like a dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm putt putt only, but we do have um, we go out and we play putt putt. My grandchildren cheat. <laughs> oh, how do they cheat? <laughs> oh man, we go up to putt putt, and you know it's really competitive. I'm like, man, you're cheating, and Christian. He can't stand losing his sister the same way. And you'll look around the balls next to the hole. And I know they didn't hit it that far. <laughs> well, it, it must be generational because that's the same with my boys. Oh really? <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, top golf I like. 
and I like driver. I just I never got into golf, and I think you know I know it's expensive. And I think I probably maybe missed the boat on it, but I do like those activities, and that's probably the extent of my my golfing. So, do you have any um, seminars or anything coming up, or a website or anything you want to plug? This is a really good time to do that. Well, um, if uh, I love martial arts, where you are. I love martial arts, Georgia.com and, and it's Georgia with the, with the, make sure I'm getting that right. It's a beautiful day here. Um, and I think we have a game or two this weekend. Uh, Christian does. And I got to go work on his free throws this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, got, we should have some nice, some nice weather for that. It's, yeah. I love martial arts, Georgia. Dot com and Georgia okay. spelled out, and that is kind of a central hub for any of our locations uh, here in Georgia. And then from from there, you can go to the individual schools w- sites and, and learn a little bit more a, a, about their when their programs are and, and what what they're offering. We also teach fitness kickboxing. Okay, okay. You mentioned that you did some kickboxing as well. I. I was on the kickboxing team um, in Las Vegas. Okay. For about, I did for 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 a summer once, mm-hmm. and because I had family out there, and then when I when I lived out there for for a couple of years, I reconnected mm-hmm. uh, with Grandmaster Kahali, and and was was on the kick. I didn't. Um, I think I only only fought in a couple fights, and was okay. it was. But I trained with them, with the with the kickboxing guys, and was a sparring partner a lot. Okay, did you enjoy that? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was young and and and, uh, and and like getting punches in there and, and banging and banging around. Yeah, I know the punches didn't hurt as much as they do now. <laughs> the kicks uh, didn't hurt as much as they do now. No, it, well, you know, was, as we get older, we we have less tolerance for that that pain. <laughs> Yeah, we we'll fo- fo- focus on uh, on the on the other parts of the art <laughs> that, that don't take so long to heal from. Yeah, so so let me ask you a couple before we go. Just a couple uh, questions. So, um, if what's your favorite meal? So um, dinner. I, I love Korean food because of my hapkido. Um, I've gotten to uh, really get to experience a lot of Korean, some Korean culture and the, and the Korean food and, and almost any dish of Korean food is one of my okay. favorites. They opened up a nice place. I don't know if it's Korean. This volcano restaurant. It's right around the corner from you. That volcano it, sushi place. It is right around the corner. It's it's a, more like the traditional hibachi and, and sushi. Man, that's nice. Place. I went in there last night and I was like, holy mackerel, this place is nice. Yeah, the, the decorations are the the interior decorating is 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 crazy. It's it is crazy. I've never seen anything like that. I was like, I have to come. It was really nice, huge TVs and um, just vibrant and all yeah. kinds of food. It was a, it was a yeah. huge menu, but um, I just love the vibe. Yeah, it was. All it's a food. sensory experience. Like it's more than just the food to go in there. It's neat. I, I so. Go ahead. Um, um, that's all, sir. Um, so if you had a Korean meal and you could have it with four people, dead or alive, it cannot be family. 
சூரியனை Because families are lay up everybody you know has family they would like things but just four people that you would love to sit down and have a korean dish with well wow, that's a tough one um well it would be grandmaster okay cho um ஒன்னாஸ்டர்ோடி <laughs> 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 I have admired you for a long time. Um I'm glad that you and I have stayed friends over the years, Facebook Me friends. Too. And, and I am going to bring Christian by there to thank you. Um uh, we've talked about it and um I don't know we've drove by there and I'm like you remember Master Cody about to go by there and say hi and then we drive by and we forget it. But I am going to do that because I I'd like for you to see him and for him to reconnect with you. because that was one of his first athletic successes was winning that that trophy and like I said he still has it in his bedroom. I looked at it the other day. <laughs> it was like oh, second place but it was it was a trophy. That's cool. Well, that's a, just just competing as a victory unto itself. That'd be great to see him and I I really appreciate this opportunity and I think it's great what you're doing and uh respect your love of martial arts and and glad you find a, another way to express that love by doing these kind of interviews and I'm I'm humbled that you are considered me. Yes sir and what I what I would like from you sir is for you to think about two people that you would like to hear on this platform and then you got to help me get them on. Can you help me with that? And that'll keep this show going. I can are they You don't uh... to, you don't to, you don't have to tell me right now but I'll I'll even but just think about two other martial actors doesn't if they if they're in a hap keto fine if they're not that's fine this is a open tent i'm not limiting it to any styles i don't you know i i i look at us all as a big martial arts family i got you yeah that's but great. that will help me keep the show going and the spotlight on you guys and because you don't get enough of it in my opinion and that's the main reason i'm doing this i'm like there's so many people walking around and you know maybe CEOs or you know became basketball players or entertainers and they started off doing some martial arts and it probably helped them and these guys just don't get enough credit and I wanted to make sure that I'm shining the light on on you guys and just giving people a chance to get to know that you're human beings and and just hear you um outside of the the dojo and the training facility to kind well, of hear that, your story that's great um yes thank you that's awesome yeah All right. So you have a great rest of your day and train hard and I will be seeing you shortly. I look forward to it. Thank you, sir. All right, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great day. You have been tuned to the Marshall Way podcast with Jeff Green, where he explores martial arts, the fight sport, and the professionals who make it great. Tune in every Monday on Anchor Podcast for your next lesson. Yeah.